0: In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're continuing on with therapy questions and answers. We're actually on part three. Uh, I didn't realize there's so many questions about therapy. (laughs) There there, there are a ton. There are, are tons of them. So this is part three. If you didn't listen to parts one and two, jump back two episodes, listen, get caught up. We'll be right where we are. And as usual, we're giving away a bunch of free stuff. We'll be right back
1: Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright.
0: What is going on, my friends? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist. We're back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. Rock
1: on. Rock
0: on. Uh... Hello to Matt Fox, he's the other voice you hear. Hello, Mr. Hanging Wright. Hanging out on a Friday evening, as our usual, and uh, having a little uh, house today. I yeah, think we had that last week. Yes, we we're, did. We're repeating. Well, we're, we're repeating, but it's such a great bottle. Yeah, we're, we're putting a dent in this bottle. Uh, more <laughs> than you know, a dent, I we're say. Well, we're abusing the I, bottles, Well, I have a feeling you and Jamie have probably had a couple nips. Shh. <laughs> so we're here, and the podcast, your voice, Southfield Studios doing a podcast and a shout out to podcast your voice. Um, those of you out there just uh, really quick if you'd ever wanted to do a podcast want to talk about anything podcastervoice.com they will hook you up as they do with me every week when we record. So thanks folks for joining us. Um, let me tell you right off the bat where you can found find me my website is motorcityhypnotist.com. you can find me on social media facebook and youtube which are both motor city hypnotist and on twitter instagram and snapchat which are all motor city hypno and as usual look in the show notes for your free hypnosis guide your free hypnosis guide is available it's just a pdf download click the link in the show notes it'll take you right there and it will get delivered right to your email so yeah we're here um Uh, I I know, I I told you, Matt, right before the uh, thing started, I had a little AC issue last night. Uh, You did, you did. I'm laying in bed, I hear the AC come on, shuts off after five seconds. Another 10 seconds comes on, shuts off after five seconds. So you lost about
1: four or five pounds over the evening? uh,
0: It just kept cycling. And uh, so, um, long story short, um, yeah, we need a new blower on Mm -hmm. our furnace, which, which, you know. Kind of sucks. But, I, I was that's gonna, one of
1: those things we deal with. I was going to say something inappropriate, but I, I'll. Uh... <gasps> oh, great, Odin's Raven. Uh, yeah, I won't. I won't go there. You could. <laughs> you always need a new blower. Oh boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand yeah. fast. <laughs> 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 My lawn looks great because I got a new blower recently. That, there <laughs> you go. There I That's See? awesome. Right. That's I just trying to turn it around no, a little you, bit. here you, right. you
0: redeemed it. You, you, you pulled it back We <laughs> But there's no reason to on this show. You know, we do I, whatever we want. I've never heard the word innuendo. Is that a real <laughs> word? <laughs> that that is a real oh, okay. word. Okay, right. just making sure. <laughs> or you can just be right up front with it without any innuendo. Correct. You know, crazy. That's great what she. Heavens. What kind of radio show is this? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> That's what she. <laughs> said you know i i do get a kick. sidebar we take a lot of sidebars but they're always fun um anytime the office is running on tv uh-huh. i just jump in and yeah. uh i just
1: enjoy it i i've said it before if, if that man was my boss i i would definitely work for him because he's really engaging uh-huh. he's dumb as rocks well yeah but and an he's inappropriate and an, an, but he's engaging as a human being right right <laughs> um one of the best things you can do
0: is just go watch the outtakes from the office oh, cuz there's you know, a lot of and so much of this is ad-libbed mm-hmm. so much of it and, Absolutely. and just to see them breaking uh-huh Trying not to break
1: is the funniest thing, you know. There was what there was one uh, outtake that I saw where someone was trying to be Dwight and imitating him. <laughs> and, and the two and the guy that plays Dwight, the other gentleman, they they just lost it. It's hysterical. It, the out, anything outtakeish? Yes, I yes. love the outtakes. Oh yeah, I do too. Because because they're f- they're all often funnier than the show
0: Correct. because it shows they can barely get through it. The other one of the best outtakes is when when Michael was dressed up as Santa Claus and <laughs> Kevin sat on his lap. <laughs> They just could not get through it.
1: What is your earliest outtake memory as far as movies go?
0: Oh, boy, that's tough. Because, I mean, until internet came along, you didn't see a lot
1: of that. correct? So I I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I'll help you out with this. Some of your listeners, maybe. Cannonball Run. Burt yes. Reynolds and At Dom DeLuise. Yes, the end of the movie. Yes. Yes. The outtakes. That was, yes, you're, you're
0: absolutely right. That Those were fantastic. Yes. Those were
1: great. That, that's
0: how I was introduced to outtakes. And Dom DeLuise, if those of dun, you. Dun, dun, those,
1: dun. Those, I am <laughs> him.
0: Those young kids who don't know who Dom DeLuise is, look it up on the uh, Google machine. Oh, but yes. When he would laugh. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: He was so just, jovial. Yeah, yeah.
0: He he was a jovial guy. Yes. Yeah. Dun, so, dun. So yeah, that's what she said. I think that's how we got there. Yeah, there you
1: go. (laughs) So yeah, thanks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us, folks. We're gonna start the show. Hey, how about a winner of the week? That's a good way, the good thing to start with.
1: We That's how winning is done. Oh my goodness. All right, bring it.
0: Okay. This, the winner of the week this week is Bonnie the Missing
1: Beagle. I had a beagle growing up. Did you have a beagle growing yes. up? Jamie. She was amazing. Really? Yes. W- was, was, was she ever mean? Uh, she, we, we called her the bionic beagle, so yeah. no, she wasn't. I, I, had a, I grew up with a,
0: with a, with some, a, a family of kids. There were three boys, and mm. they were similar to our age, so we would always play together. They had a beagle. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that beagle's name was. doesn't matter. But uh, the beagle was outside one time, and of course we were stupid boys. Well, yeah, and, uh, aren't we all? We were playing the game of like pull on pull on the beagle's tail and see oh. how fast you can get away. I got bit. Oh. I got bit bad right on my right on my. Is index that why finger. you have a half a finger? No, I, I have a full finger. <laughs> but this is also the finger I broke and tore the nail off Ooh. when I'm riding a bike one time. But uh, side story. But yeah, right. don't never pull a beagle's tail. All right. So, but this, is Bonnie. This, this is, is Bonnie. this is Bonnie, the missing this... beagle. Okay. The saga of Bonnie, the Beagle, seems like a popular Hollywood tale that pops up every 25 years or so. Okay. I don't know why, who made that, who figured that out. Um, um, a young dog lost in the big city, a little down on her luck, suddenly, boom, a big shot director discovers her and casts her in his newest blockbuster. Fame and accolades abound. Benji. Yeah. All right. That's pretty much what happened to Bonnie, except... At a dog show in southern England, rather than a feature film. Okay. Bonnie started life in the streets of Crete, the Greek island, presumably picking pockets and generally living the life of a scrappy street urchin (laughs) until an animal charity rescued her. Can I interest you (laughs) in a dog bone? (laughs) Hey, I'm just going to sniff for a minute. Don't worry. I just grabbed these papers out of the trash. <laughs> extra,
1: extra, read all about it. Reselling the
0: newspapers for five cents a piece. Scrappy street urchin. So um, an animal chari- charity rescued her and put her up for adoption. Hmm. Paula Closier then found a one-year-old pup and brought her home to Bolney, England. That's not Boney, England. That's Bolney. Bolney. Bolney, England. Okay. Everything was wine and roses for Bonnie with her forever family until Sunday when the five-year-old dog slipped out of the house and into the streets. It was while she was loose that fate brought her to John Wilmer. Okay. Wilmer was on his way to a dog show in nearby Fellbridge with his own
1: two pups. So adopted at one. Yep. And then at five. Escaped, escaped or got out and was found by this other person. Yeah,
0: found by Mr. Wilmer. it. Who was taking his own two dogs uh-huh. to this dog show in Fellbridge. Got it. I was in a bit of a rush to get there when we found Bonnie, and I just put her in the car, Wilmer told the BBC. I left a message on Facebook before we took her to the show. Hmm. Once he got to the show, however, Wilmer decided Bonnie was no ordinary stray. She had star power. He said, she was such a lovely dog, I thought it'd be good to enter her into the dog show. Okay. Was she clean? Apparently. (laughs) All right. Wilmer's intuition paid off, and a day that started with Bonnie escaping from her home ended with her taking third place in the rescue dog class (laughs) and returning home with a bright
1: yellow rosette. Oh, my goodness.
0: Not long after the Closier family's online appeals and Wilmer's Facebook post about his found, foundling beagle mix connected and Bonnie returned to her happy family. One can only hope that fame and fortune hasn't changed young Bonnie, but this is very much looks like the face of a pupper who's no longer accepting the store-bought kibble in the morning. Yeah, you know, the <sighs> writing of articles is, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing but fancy fees for me. Yeah. We were frantic as we live right by a main road, Closier told the BBC. Bonnie used to be a street dog, and we were so worried she wouldn't have known to come back. We're so thrilled she's safe and well and also a winner. Mm -hmm. You couldn't make this stuff up. (laughs) So, yeah, Bonnie's a dog that was a stray, brought in by a rescue, went to her forever family, escaped, found by a guy going to a dog show... He enters her, and she wins third place. Talk about soiling oats, man. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, it's just a fun story. Yeah, Bonnie
1: Bonnie the Beagle. That sounds like a dog day afternoon to me.
0: (laughs) I bet you she was dog tired when she got home. (laughs) Uh, Matt's wheels are turning.
1: The wheels are turning. No! No! Don't shut me up! Oh, uh, uh, so just put your paws on the ground and keep on going. Yes, let's go. Yep, she was pooped. <laughs> you ever hear a, a beagle bark? Right? it it's a howl more than a bark. Only Snoopy. So, okay, fair. <laughs> I, I'm sure I've heard a beagle bark, but yeah. I, I couldn't Bar- place it. Yeah, it's it, but it's, it's like got a, a howling sound. Yeah, it's a very distinctive. If you've heard a basset hound or mm. it's all the beagle type family, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so yeah, but you know, having beagles is fun. Yeah. They have, to, they're they're mild tempered, yeah. So, so good, good dog, Bonnie
0: good dog. the Beagle, winner of the week.
1: That's how winning is done. Is, yeah, Bonnie won. She yeah. won third place. Sorry, I ran away, but I brought back a yeah. nice rosette Here, for here's, you. Here's
0: your yellow rosette. Yes. All right.
1: And quit feed me that crap. You feed me. <laughs> Oh, man. So. So. Back to it. So.
0: Back to it. There we go. Bam. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by the Motor City Hypnotist Academy. Hypnosis Academy. I said that wrong. Motor City Hypnosis Academy. If you've ever wanted to learn hypnosis, now's your chance to be certified, to be a certified hypnotist. Hmm. We will be doing a training later in the summer dates to be determined. If you're interested, think of this as something that you could add to. I mean, could be one for your just enjoyment and knowing how to do it. Maybe you just want to be a, you know, a a party trick and do it with friends and family at at Thanksgiving dinner. Hmm. Maybe you want to start another side career or even replace your career entirely. entirely. Hmm. After this five week, five week, five day training, Eight hours a day for five days, forty-hour training. You will be a certified hypnotist, or certified slash hypnotherapist, depending on the state you live in. Hmm. Titles in certain states matter. So, we'll, but you would be certified hypnotist, possibly hip, hypnotherapist wherever, depending on where you live. Okay. So this training is in person. Now, there, there are a lot of I, I I when I talk about this, there are a lot of trainings online, and I've yeah. used this analogy in the prior podcast you could watch you know trainings online to be whatever to be a surgeon or a you know a, even a carpenter you can watch trainings online to do things mm-hmm. but without real life experience while you're learning it you're not going to learn it you're not going to be proficient you're not going to be confident this 5 day training is intensive you will leave having the utmost confidence that you could hypnotize anyone and anywhere as long as they're willing, of course, mm-hmm. uh, and you'll be working with live people as volunteers. Matt's volunteered many times, I've, so he I've, will be there. I at will some be point. there
1: because you know I, I I I want to be hypnotized.
0: Absolutely. So you will learn with live people in a live setting with my supervision. So that, again, you will learn the right way. Now, again, there are a lot of online classes that you can take for a couple hundred bucks. That you, that they will give you a certification, but that doesn't mean you're, you're able to do what they've taught you to do. Right. So if you're interested, go to my website, MotorCityHypnotist.com, look on the link for Academy, and you can enter your information there. Now, there are only 10 spots available, so if you are interested, it's important that you message me ASAP so I can reserve your spot, and then we will get back to you regarding details, times, and all of that good I'm stuff. I'm excited for it. Motor City Hypnosis Academy. Yes. All right. So part three? So part three. Wow. So back to it. We'll again. do that again. Yeah, we'll do that again. Absolutely. So part
1: three because- so you, this
0: Part three of Q&A. So we, we started yeah. this Q&A. We, we did a Q&A a long time ago, maybe over a year ago on the podcast. And I just revisited it because people people ask me questions. And I, and I know I said this maybe in episode, uh, the, uh, part one of Q&A, that right. whenever we're out and we meet people and I tell them what I do, I always get questions. There's mm. always questions like, Right. Oh well, are, you know, are you analyzing me right now? You know what? Uh, what's the craziest story that you have? Or yes, you I'm know, undressing therapy... you. I'm undressing you with my eyes right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah. Does therapy really work? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, 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 just uh, questions always come, and it's always like, hey, I got a friend who's got this problem, you know. <laughs> um and i'm like I, it's always in the I, third person yeah right? it's always third person like it might yeah. not be them <laughs> oh, that I, that I like this in the background what the fuck is it with you seriously yeah. right so i thought i would do the Q and A again so we went through a lot of questions on parts one and two but there are so many more and i i don't want to cut it short because i think a lot of these are really cool questions fair so uh we ended up I believe we ended up last episode when we talked about should you tell your therapist about your social media. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I yes, I I think we answered that. Yeah, one. we answered. We did that answer one. that one. Yep. So here's the next question. As a therapist, how would you react if a client asked for half a session because they were too depressed to do more?
1: Wait! Wait! Wait!
0: So as as a, as a I'm therapist. doing I'm I'm doing a session with a client. So so let me give you give you just a quick insight as far as timeframes for for sessions. We call them an hour, but they're not really an hour. Right. We call it like the fifty to fifty-five minute hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, for billing purposes, technically it's fifty-three minutes.
1: I huh. know that's an arbitrary number, mm-hmm. but that—that's what would be considered a full session. That you sit down, you get yourself yeah. comfortable. You don't just walk in and boom. You got well. You gotta... Some people
0: do. It depends. You know, some people just go right in and, and go for it. <laughs> so, but uh, say,
1: Doc, I got a problem. They, they sit down and start. <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. But,
0: so, so the so somebody so I've had clients, and I will say yeah how would I react? I do this fairly often. A lot of times I'll be meeting with a client. We'll be five, 10 minutes into the session and they'll ask me, Hey, is it okay if we do a half a session today? I'm feeling really tired or I'm starting to get a headache or, okay. Or, you know, I, I feel, I feel like an hour is too much for me. And I'm like, sure. Right. This is your time. Right. You know, now here's the thing. Um, if if we if I only see them for a half hour, I can't bill for a full session because we only did a half a session. Right. But that's fine because I want to do what's best for the client. So mm-hmm. the answer would be yes. Uh, well, how would I react? I would say sure. Mm-hmm. We do what's best for you. Right. Now, here's the only thing that I would that I might like try to dig a little bit if they just said you know what? I'm not comfortable. I'm not really comfortable with this. Do you mind if we do half a session? It's, that's different. I would ask a question like, well, what makes you uncomfortable about it? Because this might be something important that we need to get through. And you're just being, you're just feeling resistance. Okay. And we want to figure if that, if that is what's holding you back. Sure. So that's, that's the only time I would maybe like ask questions to kind of clarify. Okay. But in general, um, like I have a lot of clients who who are adolescents and 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 they'll you know, sometimes they will say, "Hey, is it okay if you do a half a session today because I have basketball practice this mm-hmm. evening?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Sure, that works. That's fine."
1: They're still taking the time for themselves yep. through the session, even though they may have other obligations. Right. But they're still taking that time. You want to honor. And yep, respect they're still there, that. and, yeah. and
0: that's exactly what I would do. Now, I've never seen if if you have a therapist that says no, that's not okay. Uh, you need to stay for the full time. If it's that, if it's that militant or that, that structured, yeah. I I would.
1: Find a new therapist? Uh, I, I would
0: not find, I, yeah, I would not like that. Yeah. I mean, as a client, I would not you're, like it. And I, I don't think therapists should do that. You're forcing
1: me to miss out on something that brings me joy mm-hmm. that I love doing. Or even yeah. if, if you just feel tired one day, yeah. it's like, hey, I'm wiped out. I've had a
0: cold. You know, is it okay if we do a half a session today? I'd be like, sure, right. let's do that. Right. Totally fine. Next question Should or do therapists
1: record their sessions? Record as in record uh, tape as an record, audio or audio. even video. Okay, so like a podcast. I'll include both of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, like a podcast. Right. I mean, well and honestly, our podcast is a podcast by by definition is audio. Mm-hmm. But podcasts have become more into the video realm mm-hmm. with Rogan, Bill right. Maher, right. things like that. You have a video podcast and audio podcast. Sure. Sometimes you have both. So yeah, I mean, it's... and 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 we do both because mm-hmm. we we record everything live on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So there's always video of our podcast. Correct. And, we, and just on that note, people. If if you listen to an audio that you really enjoyed or something, go back yeah. and watch the video of it. You can see us actually saying K- the words. Kibitzing, yeah, yeah, kibitzing. Mm-hmm. We can you can see us talking. We got to get you. I ain't your... listening to you no more. No, you. See... We do need to get your YouTube channel hooked up. as well. Yes, absolutely. That that is definitely something that and and I've mentioned this on the show before. I'm 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 really heavy as far as um, Facebook. I have I have a ton of followers. I have like forty one thousand right now. Forty two between 41 42,000. Um, but I've not done a lot of work on my YouTube channel. Now, you would think because of what I do with a lot of shows that there'd be tons of videos to post there and there are. There there are a lot of videos. Here's the problem. Especially this last run of shows I did with prom and grad season, like I said I did 20, 20 something shows within 30 30 40 days. The editing and 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 put getting all that downloaded and edited and and um, um, i'm missing the word when, when you send the audio for processing um, oh uh uploading <laughs> yeah uploading and and um, it, it, it's a lot of work mm-hmm. so so there are a lot of short clips there's some longer clips um probably the, the most recent posting right. yeah I'm
1: trying to find the word for you still
0: yeah, it's 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 when it's in processing and working on the screen and I'm drawing a blank on the word. I don't know. It's all good. Hey Alan yeah. checked in.
1: He have a brain like a chicken. Not you, Alan. I was referring to me. <laughs> yeah. He loved the Bonnie story the Bonnie Dog okay, story. Okay,
0: Alan. Happy Friday gents, love Bonnie Dog. Love the office. Having worked in an office for about twenty five years. That show really hit home. So Alan, here's a question for you. Which character in the office were you? <laughs> and and also, Alan, we always ask. What the, the fuck are you doing? All right. Yeah, thanks for checking in, Alan. Yeah, type in there. What, what what character were you if you if you were one from The Office?
1: I'm don't, gonna. Don't, I'll, I'll make Don't, it, don't
0: say Pam. I, I, <laughs> or Phyllis.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh,
0: <laughs> so so our question: Should or do therapists record their sessions? Now, some therapists do. I I do not. Um, here here's. The, you and, take notes though. I do take notes, but notes notes are notes are a necessary evil to me. Now, in a way, because you need notes to be able to build insurance companies. Mm-hmm. They they want they want a documentation of services provided. Of course. Um, notes also help me keep track of clients and what we've talked about. Like right. you know um, you know having you know twenty to thirty clients in a week. Yeah, sometimes I need to look back and say, where did we leave off? I right. mean, I know the people. I know the history. I can, as soon as we start talking, I know what's going on in their lives for mm. the most part. But but they might have brought something up that I wanted to, oh, I want to jump back to that when we start next session. So, sure. yeah, notes are important. As far as recording, it does a couple of things, in, in my opinion. The, it, I I think it may might, might make the client a little bit uneasy because where are these going? Right. How are these protected? Right. Who's going to see them or listen to them? What happens if they get stolen? Yes, exactly. Days? So for me, I don't I don't record Who because else is gonna I going to listen to these. Yeah, it it's it just it just gives another level of of maybe anxiety. wonderment or anxiety, anxiety for the client yeah. on. Oh, really? What what the... So I don't do it. Um now, a lot of therapists will argue to the point that, well, I do it for liability reasons. to, to, to In case a client ever comes back and accuses me of something,
1: I have everything cool. recorded and documented. Kind of a therapist already. What is your name? Papa? Do you have a kid named Eleven?
0: <laughs> hey, Papa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the man recorded everything. Man. Man. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, see, I, but the whole recording—I I get it because you know people can be like goldfish; they they have short-term memories, right. so they need to go back because they may see you know ten, eleven people in a day. Absolutely, it, it's tough to keep track of yeah. all that. Yeah. So having the audio, I totally get that. But in the same token, as the patient, you have that that anxiousness. Behind Absolutely. It. So yeah. so so for for my from my point of view, I don't do it.
0: Mm. Um, so um, th- some therapists may, and that's up to the therapist and their client. Right. And, and I've seen, you know, there are always these, you know, these movies, uh, a lot of movies when they, the, the, you know, they have the therapist and they have to go back into the killer's background and they go right. back to tapes from, like, 1984. What and is this? pull out a cassette tape. And, what is this, sliver? <laughs> right? <laughs> Which, to me, I, I mean, it, it's... That, that doesn't happen, or it right, shouldn't happen right. to me. So, <laughs> Just okay. gave away the plot
1: for Sliver. Yeah, I know.
0: Well, I mean, who's going to watch that movie? <laughs> no one. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to, I, I don't even know what to say about it. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> What's the next yeah, question? <laughs> next question.
0: Is anxiety a thought
1: or a feeling? That's actually a pretty good question. That is a good because question. Because everyone has a different opinion. So mm-hmm. as a therapist yourself, David, what would you consider it to be? I would consider it to be both.
0: But let me explain typically how anxiety works. Okay, Anxiety always works with a thought. The thought, is, the thinking is where it starts. Now, and this is habit built over years. For people, for people who suffer from anxiety and panic attacks, and we'll, we'll talk about um, being in public Mm. We'll start with that. And, and, And the analogy I'll use is like going to a grocery store. Somebody goes into a grocery store and they feel like everybody's watching them. In their mind, they're like... Uh, all, all these people are looking at me. And then their anxiety starts to rise. And that okay. can go to the point of having a panic attack, which mm. which, for those of you who have experienced pan attack, panic attacks, I, I can say, because I've heard it millions of times, you feel like you're going to die. You feel like you're having a heart attack. It is it is overwhelming. It is It is debilitating physically, mentally, emotionally. It is just like you're being hit with a sledgehammer. Mm. So it starts with the thinking. Now, what we do when i when i use hypnosis for anxiety what we're doing is re, we're rewiring that thinking pattern that you have because this is something that the anxiety believe it or not is a habit it's a habit that's developed from whatever time in your life and has either gotten worse or stayed the same but 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 it's developed at some point where it could have been that you, you felt, uh, maybe there was an experience in your life where you felt really embarrassed in front of people and that just took hold. Mm. Now, it doesn't have to be any impetus like that, that that causes you to have anxiety, but it's the worry, it's the thinking in your mind that causes that physiological change. And it brings about that flight, fight or flight response. Correct. That's what happens when you have a panic attack. It's a fight or flight. And good. the adrenaline starts pumping, and, and you get that, that heartbeat. Now, here's the thing big thing about anxiety. And I, and I don't know if I've used this on, on the podcast or not. I say it to clients all the time. Symptoms of anxiety and panic attacks, you know, elevated heart rate, mm. um, shaking, um, uh, sweating, uh, feeling like your, your, your temperature rises, uh, um, feeling like you're just uh, you know, overwhelmed with adrenaline.
1: I okay so I apologize but yeah. I saw a commercial for mm-hmm. a medication for folks that had twitches if you will Okay. All right. So yep. there were they, and the commercial showed someone, you know, waiting on who's a paint salesman at a, at a big box store and he was kind of shaking. He dropped the paint can, you know, the can to the paint. And then there was a waitress. Her mouth was moving. Those were like twitches. But twitches. There, but there's a, a medication for that. Yes. that's a, That could be a sign of being anxious as well because you're one-on-one with somebody. You may not be comfortable in that regard. Well, it's interesting because that, you, you could say that,
0: The shaking or the involuntary movements could be Tourette's. Okay. Now, Now, Tourette's is involuntary movement or speaking, but Tourette's is exacerbated. It's made worse in stressful situations. Okay, okay. So it could be something like that. Okay. I I just, I
1: didn't know if that was kind of the same thing. But but
0: anxiety also can be worse in stressful situations. Again, what you perceive as stressful situations, going into crowds, going to the grocery store.
1: So let me ask you the question, David. When you go in front of a crowd to do your hypnosis show. Yeah. Do you still get butterflies in your stomach? Do you still get a little bit anxious? I,
0: oh, I do. And I think you need a little bit of that because I think that's what drives you to it drives and, the and, adrenaline and, level. And a here's bit and, too. And, and and I'll say this is how this is how it works for me. Yes, I get that adrenaline. I get that butterfly. I get Some people might call it fear. Mm-hmm. For me, I have to kind of like look at it like, "Oh, I'm getting too fired up here. I'm getting too excited." So right. I got to I got to just calm you gotta down. You got to pull yourself a back a little bit because I could be like yeah, you know You walk out and say, Hey, welcome to my show. They'll be like Krusty the Clown.
1: Hey kids. Who wants to get hypnotized? Here we go. What in places are you talking about?
0: Yeah. So for me, I use it as a positive. I use it as like, Oh man, I'm 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 fired up, man. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's kill this show. Right, you know? right. Not literally folks. See, by I the and
1: that's I get I get a little still anxious yeah. when I'm doing, yep. you know, weddings and events mm-hmm. because you're performing a service. Yes, right? absolutely gets, you're you're in front of people, you're yes. in front of a crowd. You don't want to mess up. Right. So that's where that ang- thing that anxiety well, comes from. He,
0: and here's the thing, and I don't know if you see it as a DJ, but yeah. um most of the time most people are not gonna know when you mess up.
1: Well, if if you're a professional, you are absolutely correct. Yes.
0: Because it's it's happened to me it just happens it happens with everyone on stage mm-hmm. at some point you'll make a mistake and you just you pivot and you do you, you do what you're supposed to do and
1: well if the song most people don't know now if DJ, your song just crashes just in the stops. middle yeah if the, yeah, the they're they're dj effed up yeah. yeah
0: but then you just move on
1: you but just the biggest mess up i ever had yeah uh, in my vernacular yes it was a daddy-daughter dance oh no okay and the the Young The women that put on the daddy-daughter dance, they did an amazing job, but they decided to have a hula hoop contest for all the girls. Uh-huh. And then they were told me we want the dads to also participate. Oh, and, boy. So the young ladies are up there, and they're up there for five minutes doing their hula hoop. And one little lady, she won. She kept yeah. she kept that hula hoop going the longest. So then it came to be the dad's turn. So I'm like, all right, dads, it's your turn. Whoever can keep it up the longest wins. <laughs> <laughs> and the room went quiet. Really what in g- places are you talking about? <laughs> uh, that's
0: fantastic. <laughs> that is a great. But I,
1: uh, oh boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand it's it's fast. One of the biggest faux pas. But ever. I bet you table. David- but, but people laughed, right? Um, I got a few dirty looks from a few uh, really? dads and from a few of the uh, moms See, that were- you got people have to relax.
0: It, was, it, was,
1: his, it was funny.
0: Yeah. Right? It was funny. That's funny. It just made me laugh. That, that's great. So, so to the question, is anxiety a thought or a feeling? It's both, but yeah. it begins with thinking. Mm-hmm. And thinking drives the feelings. Right.
1: Change your thinking. Because
0: change right. your thinking, change your life. If your thinking is different, the physio- physiological change will be different. Mm-hmm. And that's why we focus. That's what therapy is. It's changing thinking. That's what hypnosis is. It's changing thinking. And if you can change the thinking part, that we we can do make great progress at reducing anxiety. Right. So folks, that's part three. Of Man, that one QA. Quick. That was we so did. Quick. That did go really fast. <laughs> so we're gonna we're we're coming back for part four. We have a lot of questions. There's some great ones too. I'm gonna tease one, one or two. Um, um. Hold on. Okay, I'm gonna tease this one for next episode. When is it okay to have sex with your therapist? Oh, Jesus! I cannot <laughs>
1: wait. So for the question, a, for the be, question, yeah, for the question.
0: Not to have, yeah. Well, Matt, I don't know you that well Shh. yet, so. Uh. <laughs> no, no, don't shut me. up I'll out. turn down your microphone. <laughs> so come back for part four of therapist Q and A. In the meantime, folks, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We'll, uh, Facebook people, stay there. We'll be right back. Audio people, jump ahead or wait till Tuesday, Thursday. We'll be right back.